It's Tuesday. Yay. We're almost a uh, week through 2021. Can you believe it? <laughs> Although yesterday kind of felt like the longest week we've had in a while. Kelly Collis, how you doing? What's going on? I'm doing good. You know, we keep on finding these things that are happening while we're spending more time in nature. There's been this bird that has been found in Maryland that is just very rare and it's usually found in Florida. We're going to talk about that. And also, um, a lot of businesses pivoted during this time, um, but this woman who used to be a pastor is now a stripper and a life coach and making a lot of money. Um, <laughs> a stripper and a life coach. Yes, I know, right? <laughs> uh, and we Which have another side hustle. I guess we'll talk about it. <laughs> we have another story about when you go grocery shopping, you may want to keep your eyes peeled because you might become very, very lucky. I can't believe this story. And then, of course, we're getting ready here in D.C. for the inauguration, and we've got an update of what that's going to look like this year. Plus, if you want to get involved on the Real Fun D.C. app, all of our shows there got on-demand content there. You can check it out, or you can always say, Alexa, launch Real Fun D.C. Live from D.C. Broadcasting around the Beltway and beyond, it's Tommy and Kelly made in D.C. on the Real Fun D.C. channel and on-demand anytime, anywhere you get your podcasts. I don't even know where to get started with you this morning. Kelly, the <laughs> dealer's choice, the floor is yours. I'll, I'll let you kick us off. I appreciate that, Tommy. I love this story about this rare bird. So it was found in Great Falls on the Maryland side. It is a male painted bunting. And this bird is very colorful. Think of like a parrot. But it's very small. And people are losing their minds because avid bird watchers don't see this type of bird up this far north, especially this time of year. Now, uh, they're trying to figure out why this bird is here. Um, it should be kind of, sorry, if it is this far north, it should be migrating down south. Um, they're commonly seen in Florida. Hmm. But over the weekend, the weather here was very mild. And literally, hundreds of bird watchers flocked to the park looking for this one little bird. They flocked to the park. I like what you did there. I didn't That's even where... mean to do that. That was, that was very like <laughs> subconscious of me. Um, but all these websites are, uh, and listservs are going nuts over this bird because, you know, it's a rare sighting. But I think, because we've talked about this on the show, we've talked about the squirrels going wild, raccoons going into people's homes. I just think more people are outside and spending, you know, they. it's not that they have more free time, but they're just finding free time to go do things. Oh. And this bird has always been there. And it's like, what? What's the big deal? Like, I've been hanging out here forever. So you think when we were spending all the time in, like, our cars in traffic, cursing at each other, we weren't looking for the rainbow birds that were around? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> maybe it's a metaphor. <laughs> maybe maybe it is. But that's pretty darn cool. And now, of course, it's gotten a lot cold, colder in here in D.C., so maybe the bird got the got the message and is heading south. Or after all that attention, that bird's like, let's let's party. Let's make it happen. <laughs> but it literally looks like the Washington Post has this story, and it literally looks like a line of paparazzi, like mm -hmm. you see on a red carpet or like stalking a celebrity, of all these um, bird watchers with their binoculars and their big long lens cameras looking for this one bird pretty soon the bird's gonna become like an influencer we're gonna start getting <laughs> press releases from restaurants did you know that the rainbow bird was spotted dining outside on some seed at our patio <laughs> oh, that wouldn't that be something bird and its friends got uh, a little taste of the igloo and they just had to hang out and the pigeons got like all jealous and like <laughs> bird out <laughs> poor pigeons pigeons are like i'm here every day and right. no one ever comes to take pictures of me <laughs> taking their sparkle away do you want to get into right now the um 
pastor turned stripper slash life coach, or do you want to do that in a few more minutes? We'll do that in a few more. We got to ease into the morning. <laughs> okay, it sounds good. So this story is incredible. This guy went to go to the giant in Northeast DC, and the next thing you know, he's getting a COVID vaccine. He is not a first responder. He is not elderly, and he told uh, News 4's Darcy Spencer all about um, his experience when there were 10 minutes left in the in the day, they were about to close, and the pharmacist was like, hey, hey, come here. She turned to us, and she was like, hey, I've got, you know, two doses of the vaccine, uh, and I'm going to have to throw them away if I don't give them to somebody, um, and we close in 10 minutes. Do you want the Moderna vaccine? And I was like, yes, yes, we do. Yes, absolutely. Um, actually, I think this was at my giant in Northwest DC. It was in Cathedral Heights. Oh, okay. I thought it was Northeast. I'm sorry. I, I think it was Northwest because I just because it's in my backyard. Could have uh, been you. That that is the blessed giant. That's the one Ovechkin visited when he like launched his cereal. <laughs> They're giving out vaccinations. I mean, it, that's kind of incredible. So, um, per, of course, people were like WTF <laughs> about this whole thing. Uh, so this is actually part of the protocol because the Moderna and the Pfizer vaccine have to be refrigerated at a temperature, and they can only be out of you know that for a couple hours. If it gets to be closed in time, like, hey, vaccine, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Right. So she literally was like, hey, you, come here. You want a vaccine? So I don't know if now we're going to see people just like loitering around the pharmacy of giants as they're getting ready to close, but that so could be a thing. I have another story. My parents live in Florida, and, um, you know, obviously there's a lot of senior citizens that qualify to get the vaccine. You might have seen it. It's making national news of these people waiting in line for hours. Well, a Walgreen down uh, near where they lived, um, like, we're getting close to closing time. They had gone through all their scheduled people, and they sent out an email alert to, like, their database of people that visit that Walgreen that they had, like, 100 vaccinations um, left over. You can imagine. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what happened? Literally, thousands of people flocked to this Walgreens, um, and it was kind of chaotic. So was it, did they just email everybody or only the senior citizens? No, they email, it went to their, whatever, like their list of people that they know that visit this Walgreens. So I don't know, weird stuff is happening. Yeah. Look alive, look alert. Like you never know what's going to pop in your inbox or go viral. Um, but it's good. That means that there is yes. vaccinations and there is going to be, uh, you know, hope. And I, I even DC yesterday released that they're, they're hoping some of the, the teachers and sort of the second tier, of the priority are, are starting in two weeks. And it happened, um, you know, because the first responders that had the appointments, I guess, didn't make it or they're probably right. first responding or whatever, but whatever circumstance happened, they were just like, had extras. And then Giant had a great statement too about it. The Moderna vaccine is valuable and life-saving, and we are happy to have not wasted it and given this couple each a dose. Yeah. I mean, everybody wins. The more people are vaccinated, I mean, yes. obviously you want to get it to the, the, the populations that need it most, but the more people that get it, the, the better we are. So do you think, Kelly, if you were like walking through Giant at 9.50 in the, e in the evening, like grabbing like your Hawaiian rolls and like your Diet Coke and the pharmacist was like, hey, do you want the vaccine? Like, would, would you, eventually they could convince you, I'm sure, but would you believe them at first? I would believe them, but I do have one small problem. Yes. Um, this face uh -huh. has had some um, Botox over the years, and I think it's Pfizer that if you've had injections, they advise you not to get it. Oh, that's a thing? Yeah. 
Um, so I would have to wait, ask. Wait a minute. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I have even gone to, I don't even know if it's Pfizer or Moderna. I should double check. But one of them has had, people have had adverse reactions to that. What? Oh, okay. So has your, has your like Botox doctor told you this or are you? Yes. <laughs> so your Botox doctor was like, hey. Yeah. We we, or we might be stepping on the brakes over the next couple months. You're going to see the real Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This yeah. is the ultimate choice for you. Flat forehead or inoculation. What are you going to do? <laughs> I'm going to choose inoculation. I'm going to do the right thing, Tommy. <laughs> I know. Huh. But I'm so far down on the list, I haven't even gone to know. But I believe it's the Pfizer one. That's true. So you can start, you know, your, your, what would it be? Your Botox, um, detox, Botox <laughs> detox. <laughs> it's not funny, but no, it's, it's really funny. funny. That's not funny. All right. Well, um, I'm going to let you do your stripper story now because that was, <laughs> I got nothing. I, I, I don't know how I can get to Game of Thrones to, to that, but I don't know why this story just really spoke to me. So this woman, <laughs> she was a pastor a couple of years ago. She kind of retired. She was wrestling with her sexuality. It turns out she's bisexual. So she steps down. Great. She's married. She's got three kids during the pandemic. She goes through like a pretty terrible divorce and she kind of like, like a lot of people when they have a life changing incident, like a divorce or some other things that happen to be, you know, not be the best circumstances. She like dug deep and became an influencer and a life coach and a model. Um, her Instagram is, um, pretty racy, but she, with her followers, she does these like one on one coaching sessions. And apparently she makes over a hundred thousand dollars a month. Wow. Yeah. So so we're showing some of the photos. The New York Post picked up the story a couple months ago. Um, but her, like, she, I guess she did a lot of TV for, like, New Year's Eve and, like, you know, your New Year's resolution. So she's getting, like, the second bump of uh, press. Huh. Being like, this has been an amazing year for me. Wow. So, you know, we talk a lot about restaurants and other businesses that pivoted. There's another example. Wow. <laughs> Right, Tommy. I think we're in the wrong business. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it, <laughs> not that I want to take off all of my clothes, but like, way to go! Yeah, I mean, hundred thousand dollars a month. Yeah, so she's able to provide. She's a single mom now for her three kids, and and making it all happen. I wonder which she makes more on the stripping or the life coaching, or is it like a combo thing? I think it's a combo thing. I think people are like, look, this woman went through a lot. She struggled with her sexuality. She went through this terrible divorce. Like, what? How did she get through it to look like amazing and be of clear mind to kind of um, be a life coach? And also, you know, pastors do kind of do a lot of reflection and 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 give their sermons. So she That's probably true. is very well spoken and and reflective and being able to help people. Inspirational, all the things. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> just noodle on that for a minute. I just I don't I don't even know where to go from there. My goodness. Um. Well. I, oh, I know. Talk about someone who made some life changes and some life choices. No spoilers, but Khaleesi from Game of Thrones. She made some big decisions. And um, HBO is now saying that after the finale of Game of Thrones, they lost half of their subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple things. Um, they lost half their subscribers in 2020. 
Um, so obviously other things besides Game of Thrones horrible finale happening um, came up in 2020. But uh, between the uh, demo of 18 to 49, which is the very sought-after advertiser demo, um, not that HBO is advertising, they, um, yeah, they lost a half of their subscribers, and that's why they've, like, pulled back on, you know, the talk of all of these, like, spinoff shows and everything. But the speculation online is that people were just so angry with how Game of Thrones ended that they just all, well, half canceled their subscriptions to HBO because of it. That's amazing. I know we did, um, but we have, we now have HBO Max. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, but we needed to take a little break after that. Yeah. Kelly Cuoco and the flight attendant brought us back. But <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's right. I love her. Oh, my gosh. Are you watching that show? Yeah, I watched it. It's yeah. so good. She reminds so me good. of a friend of mine from high school, like, in so many ways. <laughs> the character or Kelly Cuoco is a... Never mind. They had both. <laughs> Looks and behavior and all the things. But we were on our group text uh, at 703-782-4519. And uh, Doug from Ashburn, I, I asked, I was like, what, what are you up to? You know, how'd your break go? And he's like, I'm watching the finale of Game of Thrones. And no spoilers, but I was, I was about to make a comment of, like, who ends up being on the throne and I'm glad I didn't because he was like, yeah, I have one more episode to go. And I was like, oh, well, you're going to be disappointed. <laughs> Lifetime of disappointment. <laughs> you probably should have stopped around season four. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. Half of the I, it, it, like you never want to see something like you never want to see like half of someone's audience go away. But woof, man, I yeah. saw that. I was like, that's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot going on there. Um, we're also getting details about how the inauguration is going to go, uh, because, of course, things with the pandemic as a backdrop, when Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are inaugurated um, later on this month, things are going to look very different. They had the big review stand on, on Pennsylvania Avenue in front of the White House go up, and now it's coming back down. But they've announced the presidential inaugural committee has announced that they will be doing an inaugural parade. They will be doing um, the pass and review. It's just going to look a little different. So... The pass and review, Kelly, I didn't know. You probably know this because you're smarter than me with, like, civics things. But the tradition of that is for uh, the new president and vice president to, like, get a look at the military. And so every branch of the military uh, is involved in the pass and review. That's still going to happen. And then uh, they're going to have a virtual parade. So kind of think, like, how the convention looked, where they have people from around the country um, all participating and it's going to be televised, and uh, they're going to be announcing who's performing and what's happening uh, all coming up in the next uh, couple of weeks as they get ready for the inauguration. Can I just say, like, well done. Madam Vice President and Dr. Jill Biden won't have to go out in the cold, <laughs> wear high heels, and walk for miles. <laughs> like, yes. lucky them. Because <laughs> I always look at, like, the first ladies, and they're, you know, wearing these like cute little dresses and coats. And then, then there are high heels. I mean, Obama, uh, Michelle Obama, and of course, Melania. Like, I always felt so sorry for them. And it's like freezing cold. And the guys, like, they have their suits and their pants on. That's so true. You get women. Men get to wear so many more layers. I know. I know. Um, huh. So, you know, well done. Because yep. an inauguration day is always like the coldest day in January. I believe they're still going to do um, the swearing in at the Capitol. So I live not far from the Capitol and like I, I go for runs around there and stuff. So they've built up the dais or the, the structure that the, the, I don't even know what you would call it, like the inaugural stage. They've built that structure up. So I'm not sure if they'll be using that for, you know, the actual swearing in. I guess they probably kind of have to, you know, there's like protocol and stuff. Well, I mean, it's like that iconic photo with the Capitol in the background and the Supreme yep. Court justice with the Bible and all the whole thing. Yep. 
But I, I'm imagining that the people who will be up there is going to be um, way less and they're going to be spaced out. Because normally, I mean, my goodness, they're, I think they're normally pushing fire code on that thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when they're, they're like everybody who used to be anybody and who could someday be somebody is like, come on up, on the, get on the patio, let's go. So yeah, they're gonna um, they're gonna have that, and it's gonna look different. And the presidential inaugural committee is putting out details uh, day by day as to what it will look like on January twentieth at twelve noon. I'm sure they are very busy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 like I'm kind of sad about it because normally you know we do the inaugural broadcast at Carmine's and we set up out there in the morning and we have done that for the last three, two, thirteen and twenty, thirteen and sixteen, thirteen. I the last two we've been out there for. Mm-hmm. Um, but, of course, uh, Carmine's ain't open right now. Hopefully, they will be again soon. Yeah. But out of all the things I'm sad about, that's probably at the bottom of the list. I've got to be honest with you. Well. I, you know what I mean? Like, we've been through, like, 11 months of this. Like, yeah. disappointment and cancellations and everything being canceled. So, I'm just like, I, I got this. Eggplant parm for breakfast is pretty awesome, though. I'm <laughs> no, just paying no, no question, and we'll be back and supporting them when they reopen. But like, it's, it's, it's I'm I'm well prepared. I I can understand that. Yes. <laughs> hey, thanks for being with us this morning. And on the way, she is not only a hockey analyst extraordinaire. Courtney Lachlan is continuing her continuous coverage of The Bachelor. That new season started up yesterday, so she's going to be on, going to give us a, a recap of uh, the Maryland contestant who's involved and also how terrible the host is at pronouncing cities in Maryland. That's a fun fact. <laughs> you can toss that you coming up. Also, um, The Bridgertons, that show on Netflix is breaking all kinds of records. I don't know if you knew this, Kelly, but Taylor Swift and Ariana Grande and Billie Eilish have a role in that show. So we will get into that coming up. Also, um, Darth Vader could be your Valentine. Oh, boy. And you should be aware this is happening in New York. It's not happening here yet, but these things travel. There is a gang of angry, predatory squirrels on the loose in one neighborhood. (laughs) Animals being jerks. Yes. I got to be honest. The story... The story is nuts. <laughs> uh-huh.